Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Well, we are about to wrap up the month of October. I cannot believe it. And in the Christian Health Club, we are finishing up our self-coaching Christians. You know, we've been examining our brains, working on the mind part of spirit, mind, body, and especially how the way that we think affects the results that we get in our body, whether those results are ones that we want or don't want, we need to understand why they're happening. And so we spent a week looking at how our thoughts lead to overeating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. And so today I want to zero in on one of the lessons we worked through that specifically addresses the top six thoughts that lead to yo-yo dieting and also overeating. Now, they're definitely can be more than six. There are more than six, but these are just the most common ones that come up. And I guarantee you've experienced one or more of these trigger thoughts. And so I want to bring them to your attention so that you can take them captive as they come up. Okay. And one reason right now is the perfect time to talk about this is because we're about to kick off holiday season. I mean, once October is over, it's like, It's the most wonderful time of the year. Woo! I can't wait. (laughs) I get so excited. It is all I can do right now to not put my Christmas lights up. I I don't know if it's because 2020 has been so weird and I just want this joy to come to me sooner, but I just love everything about getting ready for the Christmas season. And um, anyway, it'll... I'll be hard pressed to wait until after Thanksgiving to get my lights up. It's probably going to be happening soon. Anyway, it's the time of year going into holiday season when people kind of lose their minds (laughs) about eating. They throw in the towel and they just like eat their face off between Halloween and the new year. You know, it's like a free for all from candy corn to candy cane, you know, and all the things in between. We just, we mow down food and drink like it is our job in these last few months of the year. You know, statistically, 75% of annual weight gain is shown to take place during the holiday season. So that means that for most of the population who are going to gain weight, it's going to happen in these next few months. Now, it's not as much as we often make it out to be. I mean, I don't doubt that there are some people who put on five pounds over the holidays, but for the most part, it's about one to two pounds average. And that doesn't sound like much, but what studies show is that it's this gradual, annual, you know, one to two pounds around the holidays that leads to what's called creeping obesity, where each year you're steadily gaining weight until 
you have an extra, you know, 20 hard to lose pounds that you're carrying around. If you remember that podcast I did on body weight set point, we talked about how your body gets used to the weight that it's at and will kind of defend it to keep you there. So if you're putting on a few pounds each year, your body accepts that as your new norm and shifts its metabolic responses around that weight. And as that number gets higher, you know, and your body accepts that's what's your norm, the more work you have to do to retrain, reeducate, and reset your metabolism to a more reasonable uh, body weight set point, you know, a more reasonable number that you desire. So this one to two pounds of annual holiday weight gain is nothing to sneeze at. You know, this is where you wake up 10 years later and like, um, how am I 20 pounds heavier than I used to be? It's so gradual that it's sneaky. Now, let me tell you the most common destructive thought that people think at this time of the year, and it's this. I'll start after the holidays. Anytime your brain says, I'll start after, and this is trigger thought number one here, okay? I'll start after. You need to, you need to take that thought captive. I almost said, you need to capture that flag. My son's playing flag football right now, and I just had that, that just came into my brain, that visual. But it's actually, that's a good, it's kind of a good image. You know, when these thoughts that we're going to talk about come up today, you need to picture yourself like yanking it off your brain. Like my son yanks the flag off the kid's belt, yank it off your brain, hold it up, like, got it. I am stopping this play right here. I just heard somebody say this the other day. I'll start after the holidays. I was talking to a pastor of a church, and I've spoken to his congregation a couple times um, about nutrition. And I told him about Feast of Fast and that it would be perfect uh, for his parishioners to do. You know, if he wanted to get a group of his parishioners who were interested in implementing all the things that we talked about, then I offered to do a special Feast of Fast group just for them. And this is something I really want to implement in the future. You know, if there are churches who have like, you know, like 10 or more, like a a group of people that want to take care of their holy temples as part of their spiritual practice and do something like this, then I would set a, a, uh, their own group so we could kind of do it together and they could do it together. It's always helpful when you do it with company, right? That accountability, that encouragement, um, it's just really sets you up for success. So anyway, I told him that we're about to start the next round of Feast of Fast in November. It's our holiday round. And he said, Oh, I don't think anybody's going to start during the holidays. Do you have something in the new year? Because I think we'll start after the holidays. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Captured the flag, y'all. Get it. Because that thought is essentially setting the tone for I'm going to eat my face off between now and the new year. You know, that's the permission that you're subtly, or maybe not so subtly, giving your brain. I tried to explain that uh, this is the time that you want to be most vigilant and accountable, you know, about what you're eating. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy pie and stuffing and wine and Christmas cookies during the holiday season. It just means that you're going to have some standards and accountability in place about how you do it so that you're not spending the first part of the new year undoing 
all the damage that you just did. I mean, I've had people lose weight during the holidays. Imagine that. Imagine showing up in the new year like already ahead of the game. And they still have a really great holiday season. You know, they enjoy the food and the festivities. I'll never forget one of my Feast of Fasters saying that it was the first Thanksgiving that she can remember that she'd had in a really long time that she ate her Thanksgiving meal without any guilt or without overdoing it. And that's because it's a lifestyle of eating rather than a diet. You know, she wasn't like, this is my day to big out. It's on like Donkey Kong, you know, (laughs) it's on. She didn't feel like she had to overdo it. She didn't feel guilty for eating the pie and all that stuff. And when you make it part of your lifestyle, it just sets up your brain in a different way. So this, this thought that all start after the holidays is a common one. And it has a sister thought, okay, which is going to, which is our number two um, yo-yo dieting thought here. It's similar and it's I'll start when. So I'll start after and I'll start when. And we can fill those blanks in all day long. I'll start after vacation, after Christmas, after my birthday, after my house is organized, after this work project, after football season, after this bottle of wine. (laughs) Or I'll start when things settle down, when my schedule isn't so crazy, when I'm not so tired, when the kids are gone, when I get organized, when I have more money, when I have more time, right? We can just line up the excuses. That last one, when I have more time, I hear this a lot. And I'm like, when you have time, more time to what? Eat? Because girl, you're going to like eat in the next four hours. (laughs) It's not about time to eat because you're going to be eating anyway. You know, people are like, I don't have time to do Feast of Fast this round. I'll do it after. I'll do the next one. And I'm like, what? You're not going to eat between now and then? Because it's not really about the time. It's about the choice. The choice of what you eat is yours in the moment. And I hear you right now. You're like, oh, it's about cooking. I don't have time to cook. Well, fine. I mean, you can find decent things anywhere, guys. A gas station, a fast food restaurant, pickup, drive through. There is always an option. It's not about the time. It's about the choice. I had a client. um, She had a lot of stuff going on in her life. I mean, legit. Uh, a lot of transition, a lot of stuff going on. And so she, and she was driving through a lot and she was going to Chick-fil-A quite often. I said, okay, well, what are you getting when you go to Chick-fil-A? She's like, well, I got the nuggets, the fries, the cookie and the drink, you know, like the meal pack. And I said, okay, well, you know, you can get the grilled nuggets and they're actually really good. That's what I do. You know, I'll get the grilled nuggets and sometimes I get the fries and sometimes I get the salad. And I said, and you know what? You don't have to get the cookie. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess I could. I just always get the meal deal. You know, that's what I, that's what I do. That's what I get at Chick-fil-A. That's my, that's my order. And part of that is because she felt like she was in off season, so to speak. I guess I'm going to roll with the sports analogy, but it works, okay? So a lot of us are just so, we're have this, we're on or off. We're on the wagon, we're off the wagon. 
we're eating well or we're not eating well. And so to her, Chick-fil-A is like, you know, out of bounds. It's for off season. You know, like that couldn't be a part of her regular lifestyle of eating. You know, so that wasn't about time. That was about choice. That's about what's going on in her mind. That's about the mind categorizing foods into on and off season. We've got to stop looking at it that way, you know, that we eat in this starting and stopping fashion. You know, there is no on and off season when it comes to eating. You are going to eat every day for the rest of your life, my friend. You're going to eat on calm days and crazy days. You're going to eat when the house is clean and when the house is dirty. You're going to eat whether you spend every night at home or every night at a kid's sporting event. You're going to eat on holidays and regular days. You're going to eat on vacation and at home. You're going to eat on Thursday and you're going to eat on Monday. This all start when, all start after, all start on Monday. It's poison, my friend. I remember telling my client when I was talking to her, it was like Tuesday and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to start Monday. I said, why, why don't you start at the next meal? It was like, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm like, why, why are you going to wait till Monday? Why don't you, why don't you start at the very next meal? There is nothing holding you back. You know, we've got to stop thinking about food in this on and off kind of way. And the thing is, you're not going to eat perfectly every day for the rest of your life. You need to get that out of your head. Because I know so many of you are very black and white about eating. It's like I'm eating perfectly or I'm eating off the rails. Right? And that is always going to perpetuate a yo-yo dieting cycle. And part of that, here's like teeing up the next thought, right? Thought numero tres, number three here, is this. If you're not eating, eating perfectly, you go have, you have Chick-fil-A, here's your thought. Already messed up. Already messed up. So I might as well eat all the things and start again next Monday. Start again next time. And then you proceed to, you know, mow down food for like the next week or the next month until your, you know, your next diet plan or whatever is going to start over. It's like we condemn ourselves for eating one meal off plan and yet justify going more off plan. We're so weird, y'all. <laughs> In one of the self-coaching Christians lessons I did, I put an example of this in the model. Remember the model is just this, this formula, a written formula. I learned that from the life coach that you can write this out so you can understand how your thoughts are creating your results. So here's the example I gave. Say that the circumstance is you had chips, queso, and two margaritas. That's what happened. That's a fact right? That information, that fact, that thing that you ate means nothing until you assign a thought to it. And the thought is usually something like, I'm so bad, I ate so bad. Or this trigger thought, I already messed up. So I might as well blank, you know, blank, 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 dot, 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 eat all the cookies. 
eat all the things until I start over again on Monday. You know, when we think those thoughts, I'm so bad, I already messed up. It, that feeling that it conjures in our body is failure. We feel like a failure. And when we look at the model, we can see that our actions, the actions we take always come from our thoughts and our feelings. And so with those thoughts that I already messed up, I'm, you know, I'm so bad, I ate so bad, and you feel like a failure, that action that you take from that is to mow down all the rest of the food. Might as well, you know, already messed up, so I might as well pick up this bag of cookies and eat it. Go to Chick-fil-A and order the full meal deal. Get all the fried things. You know, it's like so you, you double down. You double down on that feeling of failure and you just keep eating until you quote unquote start over. And that just results in overeating and perpetuating this yo-yo dieting hell that you're in. That is your final result from that. What if you just chose to eat the chips and queso and margaritas because you were out with your girlfriends and that's what you wanted to do? And you just did it without judgment on yourself. In Feast of Fast, we call this a heck yeah. And this is what will preserve your sanity. You choose it on purpose. You eat it on purpose. You enjoy it. And that is that. You are not a failure. Like I said, you're not going to eat perfectly every day for the rest of your life. There are going to be times that you choose to eat something that's not wonderful for your body. Because this is real life. And we, you know, can't live in perpetual sugar detox or Whole30 mode. I mean, I guess we can. But then we can't be friends. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we could and that would be ideal, right? But that's not real life. And the thing is, your body can handle, you know, some of this not, you know, less than wonderful eating some of the time. What it can't handle is the chips, queso, margaritas, and then the three days of binging after it. But that's what we do. We're like, I want to be healthier and I want to lose weight, but I ate this one bad meal. So now I'm going to eat my face off for the next three days. It makes no rational sense, but this is what our brains do. And it's why it's so important to take captive these thoughts. Capture the flag. Two more thoughts, thoughts four and five that go along with I already messed up are better eat it while I can. I'll eat it all now so it'll be gone. Are these sounding disturbingly familiar? <laughs> like I just got all up inside your brain? That's because these are so common, y'all. I want you to know that. I have clients that feel so alone, like they're the only people in the whole world that think like this and, and do this. You know, these, these thoughts, they're like, they're thinking, I'm the only person that acts like this. I'm the only person that, you know, goes off the rails and binges. No, you're not. And it's because you're not the only person that thinks like this. You know, and remember, the enemy loves keeping us in thoughts that perpetuate a cycle of self-sabotage and defeat. 
It is why it is so important to expose these thoughts, be aware of them, and take them captive. You know, it's these thoughts are like, I better eat this cake while I can, because once this diet starts, I'm not eating cake anymore. Or I'm going to eat this whole bag of chips now, so they're gone by Monday. Or I better finish off this bottle of wine, so there's none left tomorrow. That's my personal one, my personal favorite. <laughs> better finish off this bottle of wine. I told Christy, that's my best friend. I was like, I need to be able to sit in the discomfort of having an open bottle of shard in the fridge and not drinking it. Like, I have feel like I have to bottoms up the bottle by Sunday because if that sucker is open on a Monday, it's just way too easy for me to pour a glass. You know, I have this wow goal, you know, wine on weekends only. Now, the definition of weekend is sometimes debatable. My weekend may be more like a three-day weekend. But the point is, if I don't get rid of the bottle or bottles <laughs> by the end of the weekend, it talks to me. It speaks to me from the fridge, you know? And if there's algebra involved during the week and there's an open bottle of wine in there, I mean, forget it. It is a goner. So that is my work, you know, working on that. And we all have these kinds of thoughts and your work is to capture yours. Now, the last trigger thought that leads to yo-yo dieting is this. It's not working anyway. It's not working anyway. So I might as well eat what I want. Or I might as well stop taking these supplements. Yeah. We get so impatient with our bodies so impatient that we throw in the towel before we, you know, really give enough time sometimes for things to change. We think that after 20 years of abusing our bodies, it should snap to immediately. Now, quite often you will see change quickly. I have that happen to people all the time. But depending on the situation and the level of dysfunction, you know, um, that's going on in the body, it can take a while. Or you might have some quick results and then kind of stall out for a while and then have more. But we don't want to wait for that or sit in the discomfort of that. You know, if it's not working immediately, then we just throw in the towel. You know, I'm thinking of a lot of my clients on gut protocols, you know, who've been constipated or had diarrhea for years and years. You know, in these gut protocols, they take three to four months. It involves a lot of um, supplements, you know, dietary changes. And there may not be any noticeable change until two to three months in. You know, and it's a lot of, um, it's an investment time-wise, you know, um, money-wise and doing all the things and and there's a lot of systemic things that have to be resolved. And for some people, really chronically ill people, they may be on a protocol for a year or more because these things can take time to unravel. But, you know, if we don't see some kind of noticeable results and, you know, like in the first two weeks or a month, we're like, it's not working. So we stop. This is also so ironic because it sure as heck can't work if you're not doing it. I know it's hard because 
those quick noticeable changes keep us motivated and provide reinforcement that our actions, you know, are working and it pumps us up to keep going. But too often we let this thought creep into our mind. It's not working anyway. I'm not seeing the scale move. I might as well forget this whole thing. You know? So these are the thoughts. These top six thoughts that lead to yo-yo dieting, overeating. And like I said, we can fill in the blanks all day long. I'll start after. I'll start when. Already messed up. Better eat it while I can. I'll eat it all now, so it'll be gone. It's not working anyway. These thoughts are full of justification and argument. They sound reasonable in the moment. But these thoughts are destructive to our bodies as holy temples. Remember that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that includes our health and our self-worth. Anything to prevent joy and kingdom work from being done in these holy vessels. So we got to remember this capture the flag verse, <laughs> which is 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When you notice these thoughts, when they pop up in your brain, take them captive and turn them over to the Lord. And you're probably going to have to do this over and over, and that's okay. It's how you break the cycle. The other piece of this is to stop thinking of yourself as being in on or off season with your food. Quit thinking of it as being on or off a diet. Quit thinking that you're ever going to be a perfect eater every single day for the rest of your life because that is a carrot on a stick that you'll keep chasing and make yourself crazy. The work is to make peace with a lifestyle of eating. It is such a relief to not feel guilty about the chips and the queso or the Christmas cookie or whatever it is, that it's just a part of life. You've got to find that place where real food meets real life. This is what I have found works for me. It's what I try to teach anybody who will listen. <laughs> and you are listening. And so I'm grateful. So if you've been thinking about doing Feast of Fast, don't put it off till next time. There's a lot of food that's going to be consumed between now and the new year. You know, come be intentional about it. Come put yourself in the company of other believers. Come work through these thoughts so that you can start the new year fully ready in spirit, mind, and body. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon.
Caroline, remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. Oh, 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 oh,